She said, pass the podcast on the left-hand side. She said, pass the podcast on the left-hand side. She got a bum, give me the podcast, make you jump and shout. Wum bum dee dum 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 Yeah, it's me rapping Jamaican style here. Uh, welcome, everybody. Harlan Williams here. Uh, thank you for riding along on the Harlan Highway today. Um... What a show we have. We're going to be talking about microscopic creatures that live on your body. Is that not an exciting way to kick off the show? Um, And then we're going to talk about bugs in general. Have you ever been accosted by a bug? you ever have a bug invade your private space? Um, And then after that, Dr. Debbie Timer, the life coach, uh, is going to be here uh, helping... uh, Regular folks like you and me with their uh, their problems in life. We're going to be discussing uh, some sports. I'm going to get into, there's another thing about football that's bothering me. And uh, there's also a few things about tennis that are bothering me. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rally together my, uh, my insults and get going on that. And then uh, something else that bothers me, Dr. Ascot, I have to see him today. At least I can laugh along the way here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Please go away and leave me alone. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. (laughs) Keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket. Give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seat. You're riding down the Harland Highway. The Harland Highway. Have you checked the children? Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway. And you want to be freaked out? Yeah. If you had a microscope, and you could take a microscopic image of your eyelashes, and your eyebrows, and your eyelids, you know what you'd see? You'd see this weird little thing that lives in there, this worm-like creature with claws that looks like a scorpion. Isn't that weird? You ever see one of those documentaries on microscopic animals that live on our bodies like dust mites and the thing I just described? It actually has a name. Demodex. Ugh, I got Demodex. You got Demodex. Everyone's got them. You can't even see them, but when you see them under a microscope, they look like creatures from uh, the Matrix. And they're up there eating, and you got to figure if they're that ugly, what are they eating? That must be twice as ugly. They look like Star Wars characters running around, and oh, they're like they're in my eyes right now. Ugh. Are you thinking about it? Can you picture them crawling around in your eyelashes? <laughs> oh God! I don't mean to freak you out, but don't pluck your eyelashes and start licking them because they're covered with creepy crawlies. And I'm getting the creeps. I gotta go jump into the shower. All the microscopic fungus is growing. So more of it can crawl on me and exist. Oh, it sucks. I'm a microscopic creature host. Here. On the Harlan Highway. I know, it's weird. It is weird. You ever ever have this happen to you? You're laying in bed at night. And you're just about asleep. 
and you're kind of in that kind of foggy, you know, half sleep, half awake, and all of a sudden you are convinced you feel something running across your forehead or on your hand or your arm or across your face. Oh, and sometimes it's just your imagination, but every now and then it's real because everybody has bugs in their house. I don't care if you live inside of a vacuum cleaner. Somewhere there's going to be a bug. And every now and then a spider lowers itself down from the ceiling or an earwig climbs up the leg of your bed or a bunch of dustmates crawl out of your mattress or a fly lands on your nostril while you're asleep and lays eggs. Ah! You know what? I'd rather just sleep through it. That's how creepy it is. Because here's what happens. If you are laying in bed awake and you feel that one night, that one moment when that one rogue bug lowers itself onto you or crawls across you, you cannot go back to sleep, right? You're just, you turn on the light and you're like, what, what was that? Oh my God, where the hell is it? And you start flipping your sheets around and you flip your pillow over and you're rubbing your arms, even though there's nothing there. You're kind of, it's as if you're picture yourself uh, washing with a bar of soap, but there's no bar of soap. You're just kind of rubbing your skin and brushing everything off in case whatever it was that was crawling on you is still there or somehow it's so small you can't see it. Oh! but here's what happens, right? You cannot go back to sleep because now you're laying there and your mind starts playing tricks on you. Your body starts pretending that it's feeling things crawling on you, right? And you're just laying there and you're in the dark and you're like, wait, I just felt something. And you turn the light on, you're like, okay, there's nothing there. And then you try to go back to sleep and it's like, oh, I I felt that. Did you feel that? Ah." Right? And you you just get freaked. So it's always bizarre when you got little critters on your body. I don't mind it when it's daytime, if I'm out in nature, if I'm camping, you know, you're you're expecting it. But when you're in, in your own comfy little bed on your twelfth floor apartment or in your house, in your nice clean bedroom, and you just did the laundry and your sheets are nice and a centipede crawls across your mouth. That's just unfair. A cockroach? Ugh. I remember I stayed at a hotel once. It wasn't the most reputable hotel looking back on it. I think it was called the Love Hotel, and the bed was shaped like a heart. Yee. And uh, I got up after watching some TV. I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time, and I went into the bathroom to go brush my teeth for bedtime, and I'd left my ba- my uh, toothbrush sitting out on the counter. I go in, I go to grab my toothbrush, and no word of a lie, standing on the bristles of my toothbrush was a cockroach. Probably the exact same length as the bristles of my cockro- of my uh, of my of my toothbrush. <laughs> I'm getting all discombobulated thinking about it. I'm short circuiting. Oh, so uh, to all you critters listening, stay the hell out of my bedroom. Back off. And just so you know, I sleep with a can of Raid under my pillow.
Hi, I'm Dr. Debbie Timer, and I'm your life coach. I am my baby's mother's sister's daughter, and it's time to get a life. Your life. Well, welcome everybody to the show. I'm Dr. Debbie Timer, and I'm very excited everyone could be here today and listen in and share life experiences and maybe some of the advice or comments that I drop along the wayside will help some of you with your life. And as you know, we like to have our listeners participate on my show. And so let's take a call from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania today and see if we can help someone with their miserable, with their life. Go ahead. You're on the air on Dr. Debbie Timer, Life Coach. Oh, hi, uh, Dr. Debbie. Thank you so very much for taking my call. Well, you're very welcome. And how may I assist you today? Well, I'm very upset. I'm very embarrassed to even uh, talk about it, doctor. Well, why don't you just jump right into it? That's what I'm here for. Oh, doctor, I'm, I'm just, I don't know if this is something I can talk about openly. Well, you did call, so why don't you give it a chance, put your foot in the water, and let's discuss. Oh, thank you, doctor. Well, I had a very embarrassing situation happen with my wife, and uh, just I'm very humiliated and embarrassed, and I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, stop the drawn-out words. I'm sorry, doctor, but I just don't know if I if what I did is I'm just a... Why don't you tell me what happened, sir? Okay, that's a great idea. I was making love to my, my wife. Okay, you were making, having sexual intercourse. Yes, I was having sexual intercourse. Pardon me? Sexual intercourse. Did you just say intercourse? Uh, that's how we pronounce it down here in Pittsburgh, Dr. Debbie. Intercourse. Yes, that's how you say it. No, it's not. You say intercourse. Uh, sexual intercourse. Can you just get to your problem, please, sir? Well, Dr. Debbie, I was making passionate love to my wife, and, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to blurt this out. I accidentally slipped out of my wife, and uh, I, my, I went into the wrong hole. I beg your pardon? Uh, my, my penis, Dr. Debbie? Yes, your penis. It, it slipped out of my wife, and it accidentally went into the wrong hole, and I just... I'm... Well, now, don't get down on yourself. This happens quite frequently, more than you'd suspect. It's a common occurrence during aggressive sexual activity or passionate lovemaking. Or sexual intercourse. Stop saying that. Sorry, doctor. What do I do about this? I mean, I feel so awful that my penis went into my wife's wrong hole. Well, you shouldn't. Uh, you really shouldn't. It happens. It was a mistake. I don't understand why you have all this guilt and remorse. Well, I guess I, my darling wife is a cancer survivor, doctor, and it just makes it all the worse. It compounds the situation. Okay, I understand, but... You know, you said the key word here, she's a cancer survivor, and it's fantastic that she made it through, and you celebrate by making sweet love. And having sexual intercourse. Stop saying fucking intercourse. I'm sorry, doctor, but I can't get through the guilt. Well, just get through it, okay? What you did 
is not taboo anymore, okay? Um, it just isn't. Well, I do have to admit, the hole was a lot tighter and a lot more pleasurable, and I, I just couldn't stop. It's like I went out of one hole and right into another hole that was five times as tight, and the pleasures that rippled through my body, doctor. I- okay, we don't need to get that graphic, but as I said... Everybody and their mother is trying anal sex these days, and it's not... What do you mean, anal sex? Well, you said you slipped out and went into her other hole. Yes, the forbidden hole, doctor. Well, you don't have to call it the fit boot for... Are you getting tongue-tied, doctor? I am a little bit. Now shut the fuck up. You don't have to call it the forbidden hole. Oh, yes, you do. She's a cancer survivor. It doesn't matter that she's a cancer survivor, sir. Even cancer survivors like anal sex. What are you talking about, anal? Well, you did say you slipped into her other hole. Yes, she's a cancer survivor, doctor. She had a tracheotomy. Excuse me? She's got a hole in her throat. Oh, my Christ. I know. I I was pounding away. We were having sexual intercourse, and I accidentally slipped out and went right into her neck. Oh, my God. And it was just so tight, I couldn't stop. And it sounded like she felt like I was inside of a dolphin. I couldn't stop. It was like I found myself a blowhole, doctor. Oh, for Christ's sake, shut the fuck up. And I just, it was like I started yelling, free Willie, free Willie. As we were making love, and I was making sexual intercourse to her neck. And I thought she was getting into the whole free Willie thing. She started making dolphin noises like, yeah, you know, this type of thing. I don't think we need to hear that, sir. Well, I was just getting so into it, and it turned out she wasn't making dolphin noises, but I was choking her to death, doctor. My big throbbing member was in her throat, and she was like, and I'm yelling, free Willie, free Willie, as I'm pounding away on her neck. Oh, my God, shut the fuck up. We can't hear this kind of talk on the air. Well, I don't know what to do, doctor. I just liked it, and I, she was a cancer survivor, and I have so much guilt and shame. Sir, making love to a woman's tracheotomy hole is unacceptable. I know, but it slipped out. It was a total accident. Well, it's not acceptable, and I'm afraid this call is a little too twisted for us to... Do you have any openings, doctor, that I should know about? Any alternate openings that one wouldn't expect and could accidentally slip into during sexual intercourse? Stop saying fucking intercourse, okay, for starters? And no, I don't have any holes, sir. We're going to have to end this call. Thank you for calling. But wait, I still haven't finished freeing Willie. Ah. <laughs> sir, hang the fuck up. Ah. Free Willie, free Willie. My wife's throat is a blowhole. Ah. Hang the fuck, hang up on him. Hang up. Doctor, I need a blowhole. Ah. Okay, wow, that, that, uh, Dr. Debbie's show seems to get more and more vile as we go along. I mean, I, I try to run a clean podcast here. The only time it really ever gets really X-rated or dirty is whenever I, I have Dr. Debbie Timer on. I mean, 
I don't get it, but uh, there's a lot of things I don't get. And here's something I don't get, okay? Um, I don't know if you watch football or not, but this is a a new development, a new thing that I'm going to gripe about because I think it's pathetic. But if you're watching football, uh, take a look at the sidelines now and these big, full-grown, you know, 300-pound athletic men you know, they come waddling off the field and they'll be sitting on the uh, sidelines or they won't come waddling off the field. They're already sitting on the sidelines. And now they've got, like, little water boys. Have you seen this? And when I say water boys, I don't mean they're bringing them glasses of uh, of Gatorade or glasses of water or bottles of water. What they have now is they have these little kids with hats on and they walk up to the football players and stick a squirt bottle through the grill of their helmet, you know, the safety guard that goes in front of their mouth. And these young boys or men or whatever they are, they actually hold the bottle and squeeze it into the player's mouth. Because somehow the players are incapable of knowing when they want water and are incapable of lifting up the water bottle and squirting it in their own mouth. Ah, it just it just bothers me, man. It just looks so fruity and pansy and it's like, come on, guys. You're like monsters out there. You're like you're like monster trucks ramming into each other. You know, you're plowing into each other. It's all muscle and bone and equipment and helmets and you're like, ah, and there's frost coming out of your mouths and you're foaming like you have uh, rabies and you're screaming and yelling and then you get to the sideline it's like some little guy runs up and squirts the water in your mouth because you, you can't do it yourself yeah just, just get somebody squirt some water in my mouth before I go back out, out on the field and get really mean and angry ugh yeah, it bugs the hell out of me, man. Just pick up the damn get Gatorade bottle when you get thirsty and squirt it in your mouth. I mean, what the hell is next? Do they have a guy in the locker room that wipes your butt for you? Jeez, can can you get someone over on the sideline to floss your teeth in between plays? <laughs> Can someone get the fungus out from under your toenails? Would you like a manicure? Will you wait for second down? Should we throw up the massage table and put some eucalyptus oil on your back and give you a full deep tissue massage there, Mr. Football Player? Come on. Man up. Playing in a tough sport, man. Can you not pick up your own water bottle and take a drink? You need another human being to stand there and squirt it in your mouth for you? What are your arms paralyzed? Hey, man, I, I don't want to use my fingers. You know, I, these are the fingers I use to catch the football, man. So like, I, I don't want to waste any of my grip. You know, I only have so much grip under my $25 million contract, right? Okay, for $25 million, you get X amount of minutes of grip out of my all-star hands, right? So I, I'm not about wasting my uh, grip on squeezing a Gatorade water bottle, see? 
So you better bring some bitch over to squeeze that water bottle in my mouth because that's, that's a clear violation of my contract. I can't be wasting no water bottle on my grippy fingers. I use my grippy fingers to grip the football, man. What's up with you, bitch? Give him a water bottle, bitch. Oh, brother. Give you a water bottle. How about an enema, you little baby? Stick your Gatorade bottle up your... If you're going to play a manly sport, be a man, drink your own water. There, I said it. Thank you. Tennis, anybody? Tennis, hello? Carlton, Dawson, anybody for a round? Oh, what a sport. That's a good way to get mad at your best friend, huh? It was in, man. That ball was in. No, it was out, dude. No, it was in, you bastard. No, it was out. How funny you get so worked up over a little fuzzy ball. A little yellow ball going back and forth over at net. How many hours of your life have you given up to that pursuit? Donk, 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 donk. And how about the women playing tennis, man? Holy God. The girls get to wear these sexy little mini skirts. I mean, they're shorter than cheerleader dresses. These little tiny mini skirts and the the white see-through tops. They look hot, man. Hello. Close your eyes and you're in a porno movie, man. Have you heard the women serve and return? Service, Machika Floba. Return, Mikka Klaka. I haven't heard that much grunting and moaning since I hung out at the Playboy Mansion as a peeping Tom. Can you imagine if the men groan like that? Service, Federer. <laughs> oh, creepy, man. Then you get the dudes with the sweaty sweatband through their greasy hair and Wonder Woman wristbands and they're wiping their snotty noses and then rubbing it on their foreheads and big stains under their armpits. I guess I'll just uh, stick to watching the girls' matches and close my eyes and keep on dreaming. Harlan Love... Martina Narvatilova Love Ooh, what did I just say? <laughs> On the Harland Highway And speaking of ooh It's Friday and guess what that means I have to do my on-the-air therapy With Dr. Ascot uh, I just wish this would end sometime soon So Let's get it over with. Here we go. Hello, Holland. Hello, Dr. Ascot. What are we doing today? My energy is a little low today, Holland. Yeah, why is that? Well, as you know, I went in for a colonoscopy last week, Holland. Okay, and why is your energy low? Because it felt so good, I had seven more done the next day, Arland. Oh, God! Arland, you can never be too safe when one is checking one's anus for polyps. 
and tumors. Okay, I don't need to hear the graphic details about your colonoscopy. Holland, I am tumor and polyp-free. Okay, good. Do I need to hear the word polyp one more time? If you wish, Holland. No! Polyp. Stop it! Polyp. Stop it! Polyp. Stop saying polyp! Polyp. Cut it out! What are we doing today? Well, Holland, having a colonoscopy made me think of you. Wait a minute, what are you talking about? I was laying on the examination table with a large tube up my bottom, and all I could think of was you, Holland. Okay, that's just inappropriate. The fact that you were sitting there with a tube in your buns, and you're thinking of me? Exactly, Holland. Why were you thinking of me, Dr. Ascot? Well, I was thinking of how when you have a colonoscopy, Holland, it... It checks you. It searches for polyps. Don't start polyps again. Polyps. Stop it! And so what I thought is maybe with you I can do a psychological... A psychological colonoscopy, Arland. What in the world is a psychological colonoscopy? That's where I probe your thoughts to see if there's any abrasions, any polyps, any tumors, psychologically speaking, of course, Holland. Oh, God, what what do I have to do for that? Just let me put my hands on your temples, Holland. What do you mean, hands on my temples? Kind of like a Vulcan mind probe. Have you ever seen Star Trek, Holland? Yes, I've seen Star Trek. You mean when Spock puts his hands on people's heads and reads their thoughts? Exactly, Holland. And you're going to do that to me and give me a mental colonoscopy? Exactly, Holland. Oh, God. Where do you need to put your hands? I will put one on your forehead and one on your face. (sighs) How long is this going to take? It shouldn't take long, Holland. All right, let's get it over with. Give me the mental colonoscopy. So I can check for mental polyps. Stop saying polyps. Polyps. Stop it! All right, let's do this. All right, Holland, I'm placing my hand on your forehead. Okay, your fingers are a little cold. And another hand on your face, Holland. I have two fingers by the sides of your nostrils, one on your chin, and the other one's pressing into your cheeks. Yes, I can feel it. I can see it. And uh, wait a minute. What's that smell? What smell, Holland? I don't know. Your your fingers smell like barbecue sauce or something. No, wait a minute. It's not even smells. God, they smell awful. What the hell? I don't smell anything, Holland. What the hell is that reek on your fingers? I don't know, Holland. Ooh, wet. It smells like crap, Ascot. God! Holland. What the hell have you been doing? Nothing, Holland. The only thing I can think of is that when I was getting my colonoscopy, a couple of times I pulled the tube out of my ass so I could answer some cell phone calls. 
What the hell? They were important calls from patients, Holland. You pulled the tube out of your... Out of your... Uh, out of your ass to, to answer cell phone calls? What the hell's wrong with you? I guess I forgot to wash my hands, and that's why they stink like ass. Oh, my God, you're giving me a, a mind probe? But get your fingers off my face. I'm not finished yet, Arlen. Did you wash your hands? I don't think so. It's hard to wash your hands when you have a cell phone in your hands, Arlen. Get him off! Get him off! Oh, God! I'm going to go sterilize my face. You're out of here. Get out of here! Arlen, you don't happen to have a garden hose around, do you? Why would I have a garden hose? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe to do a recreational colonoscopy, perhaps. God, get out of here! Have you ever been checked for polyps, Arlen? Stop saying polyps, get out! Polyps. Get out! Good lord, what a dementoid, man. Unbelievable. Oh, anyways, let's get on to something uh, more enlightening, more fun. How about this? If you're around the Denver, Colorado area tonight and tomorrow night, that being January 14th and 15th, Friday and Saturday, yours truly, Polyp Free, Harlan Williams, will be at one of the Comedy Works comedy clubs in Denver. I think it's the new one. Uh, that they've they've built. It'll be my first time at the new Comedy Works Comedy Club. Um, and you can go to my website, harlandwilliams.com, and just click on my stand-up comedy link, and you can uh, find out about tickets, show times, directions, all that stuff. And uh, hope to see you out there. It's my first uh, live gig of uh, the year. And we are going to have a blast, so uh, try and get out there before it sells out. Friday and Saturday, January 14th and 15th, Denver, Colorado Comedy Works. And uh, don't forget, I'll be there uh, after the shows uh, doing a meet and greet, saying hello, signing uh, DVDs and books and whatever. Um and uh, if you want to uh, pick up the Harland Highway on your cell phone, you can uh, get a free app from Stitcher, stitcher.com. And that will allow you to have the Harland Highway on your mobile device. Um, and also another cool announcement, uh, my new movie, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, is now available at Amazon.com. You can go to Amazon.com and you can rent the movie or you can purchase the movie. It's all uh, downloads. There's no physical uh, item that you get shipped to your house. It's all in download mode, digital download. Uh, so now you can, uh, like I said, rent or own Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face by going to Amazon.com. And uh, searching around for fudgy, wudgy, fudge face. Don't forget, you can leave us a message here at the highway at our uh, voice machine. The number is 888-500-2090. 888-500-2090. Gets you right through to the answering machine. And uh, you can leave a message. And if we like it, we will put it on the air. 
Okay, that's it. Uh, we are uh, we are out of polyps. We are out of time. I uh, hope you had a great time. Thanks for riding along on the Harland Highway. And until next time, my friends, chicken chow mein, baby. Who is this? My mother is dead.